Welcome to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase your communication skills, and wrap it all together with some practical business strategies. In this episode number 44, I'm talking about killing nervous ticks. Now, for those of you who don't know, I have had a bad habit of biting my nails, picking out my nails ever since I can remember, ever since I was really little. And over time, it has gone, the habit has come in and out. Um, I've overcome it, then, you know, I've had setbacks. And the reason I'm telling you about this is because a lot of people suffer from different nervous tics, whether it's biting your nails, whether it's, I don't know, there's blinking, there's just like playing with things. Um, I think a classic example of the nation of, of culture realizing this is with fidget spinners, which thankfully are no longer a thing. But I'm going to kind of walk you through why this happens today, and I'm going to give you two killer strategies that I use in my own life that help me. Now, I will say just to start off that this is a process, and sometimes that there is a deeper reason why you have this bad habit, and maybe sometimes you need therapy, whether it's medication, whether it's, I mean, I know hypnosis, I've talked with some hypnotists, which work and really help people kill these bad habits. And the main reason why I'm actually talking about this is because this can really hurt not only your physical confidence, how you portray yourself to others, but also your interior confidence, how you feel about yourself. Because this can just really hurt your sense of self-esteem and self-worth because you're like, why can't I just stop doing this? So why does this happen? And you know, I think the key to overcoming anything is understanding it. Because then it seems just, it's it's no longer an unknown force in your life. And so the reason why people have nervous tics is that it's a physical expression of anxiety, right? Whether you're talking about clinical anxiety or just nervousness, stress um, from external, internal forces. For some reason, the body and it primarily like the old, right? They say like the lizard part of your brain, right? The lizard brain, the reptilian, like the oldest part of your brain. It finds comfort in repeating these tasks. It feels like you're getting out the nervousness. It's your body responding to um, the pain of your brain. And so it, it, it feels like something's building up and building up and we can release it through these nervous ticks. Um, I think if you've ever watched uh, Monk, the the show Monk, right, and you have an OCD detective, um, and it's it's very and I, I it's it's hilarious to me how well the show actually does. I mean, obviously it's a show; they take liberties. I'm not saying it's a perfect representation of OCD, but I always found it hilarious how well like they really capture this, like the, not only like the physical aspects of OCD. But just the feeling, the, the, the idea of OCD, and of course, like I say, it's not a perfect res- representation, though. If you suffer from OCD, you're like, ah, that's not at all accurate. Like, like, no, I'm not saying it's perfect. But what I'm saying is that I've seen, like, as far as TV shows go in representing mental health struggles, I think 13 Reasons Why is a classic example of a bad, you know, exaggerated, twisted way of representing real problems. 
Um, definitely am not a fan of that show. And I guess I did watch it. For, <laughs> I'm not just I'm not just upset about it. I did watch the show and I have many problems with it. And if you're interested, actually, um, I think this applies. I'll link the I did a full panel. I think they I think the whole hour and a half is up on YouTube. I think I have to check. I know definitely a snippet is, but I know an hour and a half. I, we did like an hour and a half, two hour long panel that I was on and um, answering questions, responding to different things, talking about the show. I'll link it in the description because I think there's a lot of things that if you're suffering from something like nervous tics, you'll probably be able to relate to a lot of what I and the other panelists said. So I'll, I'll link that in the show notes over at LukeDMaxwell.com slash podcast. So that's kind of why all of this is happening. Like I said, right, there could be a lot of deeper uh, meanings, but a lot of times because so many people have these different um, nervous tics, um, it can just be from stress in your life. And life offers us a lot of different stressors. And so we want to overcome them, though. I'm not just about complaining about things. I want to actually take action. So one of the main things that I do to stop myself, especially when it comes, I mean, I've had a lot of nervous tics. Over, like, I've had a lot of problems in my life. And so I've had a large, lot of nervous tics that accompany those problems. Um, I've, a, I've, I had one where I had a nervous tic about like clenching my neck. I was like probably seven or eight at the time. And it was the weirdest thing ever. And thankfully, like, I, I still don't like, I don't like tight shirts um, because of that. Like, I don't like things around my neck. I think partly because of that habit. Like, I just got in the habit of hating things around my neck or responding in that way, uh, which is such just an interesting way that the past can influence you today. Um, but my main tip is to remove the possibility of the nervous tick happening. Now, what do I mean by that? So, for example, biting your nails. It's a very common nervous tick, right? Um, something I'll do when I'm able to is literally just sitting on my hands is sitting like especially this works really well like when I'm being driven like when I'm in a car with someone I'm not driving or maybe like when I am driving I'll put one of my hands where I'll use the other hand to, to drive obviously and I'll use the other hand I'll, I'll literally just sit on my hand so literally my hands are trapped I cannot and I cannot act upon the these these nervous tics that I'm feeling so, I mean, there's a lot of different, obviously, it depends on what you have going on in your life, but this is a really, like, this is just a simple, solid way to literally uh, make you unable to act upon these feelings. Now, this can, this can help in the moment, and when it comes to actually stopping these feelings, I don't know, it depends on you. I mean, this doesn't, for me... This doesn't really help me in the long term. It helps me in the moment. What helps me in the long term is actually, you know, a mindset is this is my second tip is is envisioning what my life would be like without it. So um, I'll imagine myself, let's say, hanging out with a friend and I'll um, and I'll imagine me having really nice nails is having real, really nice nails and hanging out with a friend and not having them go, what are you doing? Like, obviously, like, obviously it's not that bad <laughs> where I'm with some, or I'm with like a stranger and they're like, what's going on with you? No, some, just some of my really good friends that I'm very comfortable around, which I, who I see a lot of, um, who kind of notice that kind of thing. are like, hey, stop. 
and they know me well enough to go, hey, stop. I know you, I notice you're doing this. Um, so that's kind of how it, that's like my vision. So like, I kind of envision, okay, how would my life be better? And I imagine myself in scenarios where my life will be better. I was like, wow, I really want to do that. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of set goals. I'll be like, okay, there's a certain event happening right now. So for example, something kind of silly. I mean, this isn't, this isn't set in stone, but me and my business partner, we're really ramping up our content and we're mixing, we're having our brand is kind of mixing in marketing with lifestyle. So, you know, doing a lot of fun stuff, but also bringing in the business side of it to make it, um, to make basically our tagline is making marketing awesome, make marketing awesome. So that's kind of, that's the style of videos and content that we're creating. So we're going to be out in the desert next month for 16 days and we're going to have, we have a lot of videos planned and one of my ideas for videos is for her to give me a mail makeover, right? Something fun, something silly, something, you know, just entertaining and something that we can provide good content for along with that. So maybe going over the history of, of, of nail polishing, how it's influenced different markets, seeing how it's grown, like, you know, it's that kind of nerdy marketing stuff that both of us love that we like sharing. But because of that, because of that, I need my nails to look good. And so, like, that's just an example of a real life thing. Like, this is actually happening real life, a real strategy that I am implementing um, just recently. In fact, this is the reason why I'm making this podcast, because I really thought about it. I'm like, oh, wow, this is something that I could share. And this is something that might, that could probably help a lot of the people who listen to this podcast. Those of you who want to grow your confidence, both in your appearance of confidence, but also your internal confidence, how you feel about yourself and actually improve the quality of your life by stopping these bad habits um, when they're forming from growing worse. And so that's kind of it. And this is much more of a mindset thing. So there's two practices. So like the first one, right? I was talking about this is physical, practical, stopping. But this, but if you really want to overcome these challenges, you have to have your mindset right. Um, Ramit Sethi, um, if Sethi, I can't, I can't, I always get his name wrong. If you're not familiar with him, um, he is, um, I don't even know. He used to be in personal finance. Now he's just a general business guru. He writes really good emails, which is why I still follow him. Um, I don't, I'm not advocating any of his course or anything. I haven't bought anything <laughs> just so you know, I haven't bought anything of his, um, except his book, which is like, I think I got it on sale for like two bucks on Amazon. Um, but, um, one thing that he wrote recently, um, was a huge, long, like almost a book, right? But it was an article on habit forming and productivity and how the tools and different, you know, things they're not what sets a habit. A habit is pure, it's mindset first, and then it can be formed by situations, formed by um, different tools you have at your disposal. Um, for example, like um, to bring it back to this, there's um, things you can buy on Amazon, like there are little finger gloves that you just put over your fingers so it physically prevents you from biting your nails. Um, pretty cool, I, haven't, I mean, I haven't bought them um, just because I, I with with everything I'm doing, and I don't think it'd be helpful, and I, I think it'd just be more irritating than anything um, based on my, I don't like enclosed spaces, and so I don't like my body being enclosed in any way, so putting a little finger glove on my finger, I think would be very irritating to me. Maybe it'd work for you, then that and that would be great. 
Um, but you know, it's those kinds of tools that, yeah, they could work, but if your mindset is wrong, it's not going to help you because you can't have those on all the time. Um, so it's things like that. I know I've read stories of, from people who literally just put a Band-Aid on their fingers and actually did this. No, wait, I actually did this. I forgot. So, and this is a classic example of how I had the tools, but I didn't have the mindset. Ah, I don't remember when this was. It was maybe a year ago or so. I read this story about someone who used Band-Aids and they just use a Band-Aid um, and put it over one finger, left it on for like a week. I mean, I think obviously changing it maybe. I don't know. Um, I forget what I did. I think I, I think I changed it like when I showered or something because that's just gross uh, having a Band-Aid on for a full week. Um, and... And have leaving it on the finger for a week, boom, taking it off and you have a beautiful, your, your, you know, your nails are beautiful and perfect and, you know, they're, they look, they look good and, and then that makes it harder to actually uh, pick at them because they look so good you don't want to hurt them. And then literally just repeating that with all of your fingers. I tried that and it worked, but the problem with the mindset is that it worked for like a week, <laughs> maybe because I didn't have that mindset built in, is that I had the tools at my disposal, I used the tools appropriately, it worked, but it didn't last. So I think that's a classic example from my own life and how tools can work. And I know like some people get a little bit grossed out about this, but I'm like, this is something that lot like something that I don't, I mean, there's, I don't have numbers. I tried finding numbers. I couldn't find any accurate numbers for this, but it's something that I know personally, a lot of people that I've encountered um, suffer from, especially when you're talking about having an anxiety disorder. Um, it's very, very prevalent, especially just like picking at things, picking at yourself, messing with things, playing with things with your fingers. Um, that seems to be a very common trend that I've seen. I'm um, in my own life and in many, many other people I've talked to, you know, the hundreds of people that I've done one-on-one -on -one coaching with. So, that's like, I think my main lesson is, so yeah, so it's important to understand why. So you're like, okay, this is why it's happening. But then you have this, like the practical strategy, which is in the moment, stop myself. Physically, just stop myself from being able to act upon this bad tick. But then you have the mindset is how do I see myself? How do I see my life improving, not having this tick? Envision it, see it, believe it, and then act to get there. And that's one of the most effective things that I've done and that I am doing to overcome these challenges. I mean, everyone has challenges. Everybody does. <laughs> There's a lot of different ones out there and everyone has challenges. So I think the main thing is not being ashamed of your challenges. Like I, I made a decision a long time ago to never be ashamed of the challenges that I'm facing. If you ask me about them, I'll tell you. Um, it's Everyone deals with them, so and I'm not alone in the different challenges I suffer from. So why on earth would I be ashamed of talking about them? That's just my philosophy. That's the way I live my life. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Communicate with Confidence podcast. You can find show notes and more. That episode, that the video I talked about, talking about 13 Reasons Why, and a lot of applicable stuff that we talked about, um, and just the show in general answering a lot of questions from a lot of different people who also liked it i answered a lot of questions from people who really liked the show and thought it was a good thing for society so it wasn't just one side like everyone just hating on it like there is a really good discussion a really helpful discussion that happened i actually changed some of my views i really softened my view on the show seeing having the testimonies of people who it informed and helped so that will be in the show notes 
and um, at LukeDMaxwell.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back in a couple days. And always remember to stay on the positive side of things. Bye.